Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 2023 is the year of the quarterback. Hurts has all day. Taking a shot. He's got it. There's a galaxy of cannon-armed field generals taking the NFL by storm. Herbert with time down the sideline. Will hoist the Lombardi Trophy when the confetti falls. Mahomes in trouble, gets away. Mahomes racing with the bad ankle and all. Somehow, Patrick Mahomes. On Saturdays, it's a season of final acts. Caleb Williams throws the fade in the corner. Legacy programs are leaving their old rivals for new destinations. I'm inviting the University of Oregon to be a member of the Big Ten. The bitterness is everywhere. We chronicle it all right here on Sunday Morning Football, only on CBS Sports Radio. Well, you're in for a treat. It's week number one of the NFL season, and thus it's another debut episode for the season for Sunday Morning Football. We appreciate you being with us on this Sunday morning every single week. We do this beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, in hour number two. We always have our Vegas virtuoso, somebody to give us the Sharps perspective on the line today around the NFL. Today it's going to be Larry Hartstein, our CBS Sports Senior Advisor when it comes to the sports gambling space. That's coming up this hour, plus the insiders coming up as well this hour as well. After the Thursday night opening win by the Detroit Lions, where do the Chiefs go from here following the holdout with Chris Jones and the injury to Travis Kelsey. That's coming up this hour here on Sunday Morning Football. You can always follow me on social media for the latest from Sunday Morning Football, my my daily show here on CBS Sports Radio, the DA Show, by following me on Twitter at DA on CBS or on Instagram at Damon Amendo. Yesterday... Alabama was supposed to dispatch easily of the Texas Longhorns. Line was seven, but many of us, including myself, thought this is a bear trap for the Longhorns. They're not ready for this type of challenge, and Alabama's been laying in the weeds over the course of this offseason. Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs are two-time defending national champs, and you remember the conversation during the summer. Kirby Smart has taking the seat of top college football. He's a greater coach than Saban. Saban's trailing. Saban is chasing. Saban no longer the best coach in America. And we all assumed Saban will be licking his chops for this moment, for this game, and for this season to prove that they have have not fallen off. And yet last night in a game where the Tide had a home crowd at a prime time spectacle in back of them. They laid the egg. Alabama 
has fallen from the ranks of the elite. Let's start things out by coming in hot. Boot one, you've got a pair of bogeys, 12 o'clock. 30 plus years of service. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Uh, yeah, attention, air control. Uh, someone tell DA he's coming in hot. The end is inevitable, Maverick. You kind of set it for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. Alabama has been a program with elite quarterbacking for a decade, an elite defense, and an elite running game with an elite coach and an elite home court, home field advantage. And none of those things came to fruition last night. The quarterback struggled. They couldn't run the football. They couldn't stop the deep pass from Quinn Ewers and company. They just couldn't do anything that they really have been so accustomed to doing. And Alabama struggles makes you wonder, what's the reality for Bama? Let's listen to Eli Gold and Learfield. No row claps his hands, gets the snap. No row goes right and throws an interception. It's down the left sideline. 15, 10, 5. Jaron Thompson out of bounds at the three yard line. Jaron Thompson as the pass went right to him. I just gotta I gotta do better. I gotta improve. I gotta protect the ball. I gotta continue to lead. I'm just learn. Learn from it, grow from it. And just um, understand that there's always more work to do. A lot of those sacks were four-man rushes. Um, one of them, I think, was a three-man rush. Uh, we didn't get any pressure on their quarterback. Uh, we're trying to play so we could cover their receivers and rush four guys, and we didn't affect him at all. And that's kind of the nut of it yesterday for Alabama. That was Jalen Milrow and Nick Saban, obviously. Milrow was pretty terrible. I mean, really... He didn't use his legs enough to extend drives. He had a couple of nice passes, but overall through the bad interceptions, bumbled snaps. You know, it was just a day where they struggled to do just about anything offensively. And you saw the pressure from Texas getting to the usually st- stout Alabama offensive line. They just got exposed in a lot of different areas, and I never thought that it could happen because I did not trust Texas in a big spot. I didn't trust Sark or Ewers or the program in a big spot, and this is always the game where Alabama reasserts its dominance and people go, oh, right, why did we count them out? And yet the exact opposite happened. They played down to the concerns and the worries that many of us thought coming into the season you know, they'll get better. They'll they'll feel better after next week where they've got South Florida coming into town. But then you start this SEC slate, and you've got Ole Miss, who's ranked. You've got A&M, who's ranked, although they might fall out of the rankings after the, the Miami game. you got Tennessee. you got LSU. And then you have at Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Is it crazy to think that this is a three-loss Alabama squad? I don't think so. I don't think it's crazy. And if they don't play better than yesterday, it's a four-loss Alabama team. And when was the last time we saw an eight-and-four Crimson Tide squad? Now, they're one-and-one, but you can see them losing two or three games in the SEC as well. And that's just not up to par for Bama. And so, look, it's what we saw last night was very harsh evidence that they have fallen from the ranks of the elite elite. They're never going to be bad, they're never going to be less than, you know, a, a eight-win team. But 
eight and four is not what we're used to. We're used to SEC championships, playing in the championship game and winning championships and being the program everybody else chases. They just didn't look anything like that yesterday. And that was a real reckoning. And I think if you wake up today in Tuscaloosa in the state of Alabama wondering what the hell happened, I don't blame you. It's been a long time since the team looked that impotent. And it's been a long time since they lost a game at home by double digits. That usually never, ever happens to anybody, let alone by double digits. Next up in the NFL. Fun game today should be Dolphins and Chargers from Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. And for the Chargers, think about how last season ended. They finally made the playoffs, built that big lead in Jacksonville, then totally frittered it away. Will the Chargers, who have another great season of talent ready to go, can they take advantage at home and beat another playoff-worthy squad in Miami? Or are we seeing a Chargers franchise that's always going to be talented but never get over the hump, much like so many other generations of Chargers football? It's a moment to bounce back. Here's Brandon Staley. What we're focused on is, is each and every day, and I, I think we're not looking you know, to the future. We're just trying to stay in the moment with this team, uh, make sure that we do everything at a Super Bowl standard, and it's, it's really about each day for us. Uh, it's always exciting to go play football, so we're looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, we got a good team coming here on Sunday, so we got to get ready for them. Not a lot of meat on the bone from the Chargers, from Staley or Herbert, but look, the message is clear. For Brandon Staley, one would imagine if they don't make the playoffs and maybe even win a game or two, He might be out of a job after the season. He has one of the best quarterbacks in the game in his prime. His quarterback got good wide receivers and a good running back. That defense is playmakers as well. That's a squad that should make the playoffs. Based on their talent, they should be one of the best teams in the AFC. But is Staley the guy to be it? To be the winner? To be the the head honcho there? Doesn't feel that way. And they've got to kind of wash the stench off of them after that collapse of the playoffs last year. Start today with a good opponent in the Dolphins coming into town. And then in the AFC North, you've got the Browns who were kind of skating on ice last year, waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. Finally, he did, and Watson looked terrible upon his return. But now he's eligible for the full season, a full off season under him preseason working with his guys and he's got all that money that huge massive guaranteed contract it is a moment for Deshaun Watson to have to rise to the occasion and have to be able to carry this team and if he doesn't is he a huge bust let's listen to one of the calls from last year Spiro Ditas on the NFL on CBS great game without the services of Marshawn Lattimore Watson's pass broken up and intercepted me as a player, me as a leader, me as a quarterback, the knowledge of the offense, uh, what Kevin is thinking, what AVP is thinking, how we want to attack different schemes on defense and, uh, you know, just everything. You know, I, I'm never satisfied with uh, what I, how I was a month ago. I'm never satisfied how I was a week ago. So it's just uh, continue to just grow and continue to learn and just be better each and every day. Big challenge at home at Cleveland Brown Stadium as the Browns will host the Bengals and Cincinnati has that brand new contract hung around the neck of Joe Burrow. They've got Super Bowl aspirations. The Browns and Kevin Stefanski specifically needs wins this year to save his job and it starts today. But Deshaun Watson, look, this is a game where he's got to play well. It's going to be nice weather. 
It's at home. It sets the tone for the season against a a behemoth in the NFL and the Bengals. Deshaun Watson can't look awful like he did last year. He's got to look really good. And I don't even know if the Browns have to win today, but they have to at least look like they're in the ballpark. And Deshaun Watson needs to be part of that reason. Because there's a lot of money, a lot of years, a lot of guaranteed dollars on that deal. And Deshaun Watson looked like he was the farthest thing from a steady, elite, superstar QB last season. The Browns have great talent. One of the best running backs in football. One of the best pass rushers in football. They've got talent on both sides of the ball. But this Deshaun Watson deal just hangs over them every single time that he takes a snap. That did they make a massive mistake? Did they invest in the wrong guy? Was he too rusty after two years away to ever get back to what he once was? Really no excuses this year. Deshaun Watson, you got to get it done. Bengals and Browns early kick today on CBS. All right, that's your coming in hot segment to lead off hour number two. Here's what the NFL's week one looks like for you guys. Your early kicks, Panthers and Falcons from Atlanta. As we mentioned, Bengals and Browns from Cleveland. Jaguars, Colts, and the AFC South from Indianapolis. Vikings are hosting the Buccaneers as Minnesota honors Bud Grant and the 1970s teams that went to four Super Bowls but lost. Titans and Saints from the Superdome. Niners and Steelers in Pittsburgh. Cardinals, Commanders in Washington from FedEx Field. Ravens will host the Texans at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Those are your early kicks today. Your late kicks today. Packers and Bears from Soldier Field. Raiders and Broncos as the Sean Payton era begins in Denver from Mile High. Eagles and Patriots from Gillette Stadium where Tom Brady will be honored by the Pats. Can we let it breathe, Patriots? The guy's been retired for like 12 minutes. Eagles and Patriots there. A reboot of the 2004 Super Bowl. Dolphins and Chargers, as we just mentioned, from SoFi in SoCal. Rams and Seahawks in Seattle from Lumen Field. And then your Sunday night football matchup is Cowboys and Giants from MetLife Stadium. The first of back-to-back primetime games from East Rutherford. Tonight, Cowboys visit the Giants. Tomorrow night, the Bills visit the Jets. And the Aaron Rodgers era will be off and running for the green. All right, when we come back here on the show, Larry Hartstein's going to join us. CBS Sports senior sports betting analyst is going to join us to break down today's numbers across the NFL so that you know what you're doing if you want to play the ponies, as it were, coming up a little bit later on today. That's coming up next. DA Damon Amendolara with you here on Sunday Morning Football on CBS Sports Radio. Winners, whiners, wise guys. Every week we scour the NFL odds to see where you should plunk down your scratch. I should bet. Sunday morning football, making wagering fun again. You win. Thanks for being with us, everybody. DA Damon Amendolara with you. And our next guest is a senior analyst for Sportsline and CBS Sports HQ. Last year on his NFL best bets, he was 10 games over 536, 26 and 1. He went 53, 34 and 3 in the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, which is also terrific. 
tying for 52nd out of nearly 1,600 entries. Our guest is Larry Hartstein. Larry, good morning. Good morning, DA. Great to be back. Great to be back with you as well for a new season of Sunday Morning Football. And I just want to start with a question about yesterday. As Colorado gets the easy victory over Nebraska, and from what I gathered, really the books took a hit yesterday. How bad was it for the books with Colorado's easy victory? Well, it was crazy with some of the handle being more than all the NFL games combined. It's not something we've really ever seen in college football. So Deion Sanders, just by the magnetic nature of him, there were more bets in that game than the entire NFL schedule. Is that right? Well, as of, you know, a certain point late last week, you know, by the time we get to kickoff today, D.A., I'm sure those NFL handles are going to surpass it. But it's still an amazing, uh, an amazing statement about the impact. Man, that is extraordinary. Bengals and Browns today, we don't really know if Deshaun Watson will ever live up to that deal. So in this instance, it's the Bengals going on the road, and they actually are laying two points, a two-point favorite there. How do you vibe this one as Watson tries to reboot after a disappointing last season? I am so glad, D.A., that you started with this game because this is one of my best bets, and I gave it out at two and a half. Would have loved to have gotten three. I'll still take two, even though the money is coming in on the Browns. And I'm not sure Deshaun Watson is going to automatically recapture his old self. He does have good weapons around him, much better than last year. But for me, it's really about Joe Burrow should be a little bit rusty, and he has struggled against the Browns. You know, one in four straight up, five picks in those games, and facing a Browns defense that loaded up when you talk about Zadarius Smith, you talk about Dalvin Tomlinson joining Miles Garrett. So I think this Browns defense with a much better coordinator is going to give the Bengals problems, and I took the points with the Browns. All right, one of Larry's best bets. What other ones do you like in today's schedule as something you really feel strongly about? Yeah, sticking in that same division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I don't think, you know, that Kenny Pickett is going to go 5-for-5 in touchdowns like he did in the preseason with the first-team offense. Uh, But I do think the Steelers are ready at home with T.J. Watt in the lineup where they were 8-2 and last year. They're a completely different team with him healthy against Brock Purdy. You know, what are we going to get from that 49ers team and Bosa? I just think this is such a great spot to back Mike Tomlin as a dog, uh, T.J. Watt healthy. You know, Brock Purdy only faced one premium defensive front uh, in the second half of last season. That was the Cowboys, and they did not reach 20 points. It is rare to see the Commanders favored by a touchdown. <laughs> Hasn't been, been a long time since that. But the Cardinals are really bad, and we, they might be the worst team in football all season long. So how do you feel about laying seven with the Commanders today? I don't feel good. You, you never like to lay a full touchdown uh, with a team like the Commanders. Uh, but I don't have high expectations for the Cardinals. And the one play that I really like in this game is Josh Dobbs under his passing yards. We've already seen it come down uh, from the 205 neighborhood now to 195. I still think there's room to go under. Uh, You know, he just joined the team two and a half weeks ago. He's only made two starts. He doesn't have good weapons. He's on the road, and the the commanders do have a very good defense. I think they'll be really pumped up, you know, for the start of the new era post-Daniel Snyder. So that's my play in that game. I'm going to go under passing yards for Josh Stop. Eagles and Patriots, Philadelphia coming off the Super Bowl loss, one of the best teams in football. Patriots have Tom Brady's retirement ceremony coming up here later on today in about an hour and a half from now. In this game, the Eagles are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Foxborough. How do you lean? 
This is such a tough one, D.A. I struggled with it all week and, and ultimately stayed away because, yeah, on paper, the talent is – there's no comparison. The Eagles are absolutely loaded. But you're replacing two coordinators. Bill Belichick has had all offseason to prepare, and they actually have a legit offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, which they didn't have last year. So this is a game I stayed off, but you do see the money coming in on the Patriots taking this down from four to three and a half. Ravens are a huge favorite at home. Nine and a half point line over the Texans. What do you think? Is that too big a number or the Texans going to be that bad this season? Historically, the Ravens dominate in week one. And, you know, C.J. Stroud did not look great in the preseason going on the road. It's a terrible spot. But that Texans defense was very solid last year. It was the offense that put them in bad spots after bad spots. I would not want to lay this big a number with the Ravens. The one play I had in this game was I really like J.K. Dobbins. I think he's going to have a good game and go over his rushing yards. This is still on the rise, though. Anything under 60, I would still take it. Uh, but I don't want to lay that big a number. How do you feel about the Jordan Love era beginning today at Soldier Field? In this game, the Bears are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I would be thrilled if he has his starting wide receivers uh, because I did bet the Packers uh, getting two-and-a-half. But now, even though the money still continues to come in on Green Bay, you'd have no Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs on a pitch count. So it's going to be a lot of running game. Maybe the rookie tight end does some things. But I am high on him. I think... He's not going to be efficient like Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's not going to protect the ball and only throw it to the, you know, to the sides of the field like Aaron Rodgers. He's going to attack deep. He's going to attack over the middle. He's going to have explosive plays. He's going to have some picks. But against a very bad defense, this is just a very good spot for him if he had his starting wideout. So at this point in the week, I don't love it like I did, say, a week ago. Dolphins and Chargers is such an interesting matchup. Both these teams could find themselves in the playoffs this year both these teams could miss the playoffs this one is at SoFi Stadium in Southern California Chargers are a three-point favorite here what do you expect from a Tua versus Herbert matchup today oh this is going to be great this might be the game of the day two teams was just absolutely loaded offensively with brilliant creative minds on both sides uh both sides offensively I should say and it's a game where I stayed away from the spread again, D.A., but I did play a prop. I played Mostert over his rushing yards, and it looks like Ahmed is the only backup to him today against the Chargers defense. Could not stop the run last year, 5.6 yards per carry. I think they're going to be a little bit better against the run, but really their strength is defending the pass with those edge rushers and that secondary, and they're very weak against the run. So I think Mostert has a great game, and if you can get this under 60, you know, in the 50s, I'll still play it. All right, and then is there any other props that you like today? You mentioned the J.K. Dobbins prop. Any other numbers individually that you like today? You know, Bryce Young under passing yards was one that I jumped on uh, a few days ago just because, again, first start on the road. It should be rocking in Atlanta. They have improved their defense. It's not going to be a, a shutdown defense, but I think it will be much better. And both teams we know are going to run the ball. The Falcons are going to run the ball, you know, over half the time. I think that's a given. And the Panthers also, I think, will be run heavy in his first start. I don't even love his weapons. I love him ultimately as the number one pick. He should be a great quarterback. But in week one, I'm going under on his passing yard. Larry Hartstein, senior analyst for Sportsline. Check him out on Twitter and CBS Sports HQ as well. NFL best bets last year. He went 36-26-1, so we love having him here on the show throughout the college and NFL season. 
Larry, great to catch up, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Sounds good, DA. Larry Hartstein joining us as our Vegas virtuoso. I do my Wizard of Odds picks on my Friday show and my NFL picks today. I like the commanders laying the seven. I know it's a huge number. You'd like it at six and a half, but the Cardinals are so bad. They're starting Josh Dobbs in week one on the road with no targets to throw to. Have you seen the Jonathan Gannon hype videos? And that's air quotes. The guy is the most awkward, boring coach ever. They're probably trying to lose as many games as possible so that they can line themselves up for Caleb Williams, the number one pick, and that way they can get out from Kyler Murray and then just kind of reboot the whole thing. And I think the commanders are actually not that bad. I think they're actually going to be a a competitive team this year. I don't know if they can win the division with the Eagles and the Cowboys in there, but I think they can be a playoff team if they get a couple of breaks. I'm laying the seven. And I also am looking at the Chargers and Dolphins today. And while I have visions of an explosive aerial attack, Tua, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, his weapons... The fact is that what we saw on Thursday is an indicator of a lot of things that happened in week number one these days. Lions and Chiefs both have explosive offenses, and yes, Kelsey was out, but that was a struggle for both teams to move the football and score points because so few teams actually play anybody in the preseason. That week one is oftentimes the preseason for teams, and if that happens, the rhythm and the cadence of an NFL offense, which really needs timing and communication, it takes a little while. It takes longer for the offense to come around than the defense. So I think that was a big total at 51. It was the second highest total of the of the weekend behind only the Chiefs and Lions. So I'm taking the under on the Dolphins and Chargers at 51 today. When we come back on the show, we've got the insiders segment. Okay, we'll go and hear from those who have played the game and covered the game that includes Tony Gonzalez after the Chiefs and Lions opener we've got insiders like Ian Rapport and Tyler Dunn who cover the NFL on the sleeper team of the season and where the Jets finish in the AFC East it's coming up here next Damon Amendolara DA here on CBS Sports Radio this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo. From CBS Sports, the National Football League. You are looking live. You're locked into Sunday morning football on CBS Sports Radio with your host, DA. Congratulations, man. That's all. It's time for the Insiders. Go two, ready? Cut. Welcome back to Sunday Morning Football, everybody. Every single week we do this 
10 a.m. Eastern time until noon Eastern, so 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. Pacific time. Getting you ready for your NFL weekend. And we begin with Tyler Dunn. He is a longtime NFL writer. He has created his own long-form NFL website, Go Long. And I asked him earlier this week on my show about this very competitive AFC East where clearly the Buffalo Bills have been kind of the the barometer in that division for the last few years, but maybe they're taking a bit of a step back. The Dolphins have been knocking on the door. They made the playoffs last year, then played the Bills, but they did so without Tua. And then the New England Patriots, who were the leaders of this pack for many, many years, multiple decades, in fact, find themselves wondering, I'm sure, what are the Jets going to look like with Aaron Rodgers? And Tyler Dunn doesn't believe the hype. Here he is. It's too easy. I mean, everybody's excited out there. I get it. It's It's been a lot of bad football for many years, many decades. But this is just what you see out of that franchise. I mean, they're going to get everybody all jacked up, everybody all excited. I think that we, we tend to forget what Aaron Rodgers looked like last season, right? And I, I don't – he'll be better. Right? He, he did deal with the thumb and – Garrett Wilson is a, a different talent than, than what he had at receiver last year. Um, but he still missed wide-open receivers. He still couldn't escape those jams, you know, with, with a free runner in a space that he used to in his sleep at his peak with the Packers. And uh, we, we've talked about it, D.A., but look, with Devontae Adams and when Randall Cobb, before Randall Cobb completely broke down, it's still funny to me that he's a, a rosterable NFL player. I mean, it, it pays to be Aaron Rodgers' friend, I guess. Uh, but when he was in his prime, and Jordy Nelson in his prime, they didn't have to call any audibles at the line of scrimmage. They saw the same thing. They had tens of thousands of reps baked in. It was just subtle little on-site adjustments. I don't think you can just do that on the fly with Garrett Wilson. I mean, maybe Alan Lazard, because there's some familiarity there. Um, I just don't think it's going to be scorched earth like everybody assumes. It, it seems. that the, the hype is out of control, but I... I wouldn't be surprised if they finished dead last in the AFC East, honestly. Tyler Dunn, NFL scribe. Wouldn't be surprised if the New York Jets finished dead last in the AFC East. So I would be surprised if it went that poorly this season long. I think they're going to be better than that. I think the Patriots are going to be scrambling to avoid finishing last all season. I think the Jets will be a playoff team, but I think this is a division with multiple playoff teams, and I don't think the Jets end up winning the division. I think that the one thing that I've I've found interesting is that with all this buzz surrounding Rodgers' arrival in New York and all of this new energy that the Jets have, that he seems to have, I, I think that a lot of that is genuine. I think that he feels wanted. He feels loved. He's had a, a chance to really have input in the roster. And they they courted him. They recruited him. And that's not love that he felt in Green Bay, especially after they drafted his replacement. But, one, we know that Aaron Rodgers is a good actor. Okay, He has enjoyed courting that same type of attention, but in a controversial space at times with comments that he's made on the Pat McAfee show. But also, from a football standpoint, We've seen him flail in big spots over the last four years. And so after losing embarrassingly in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco in 2019, 
Losing as the favorite at home against the Buccaneers NFC Championship game 2020. Losing at home as the one seed, one and done against the Niners at Lambeau Field in 2021. And then losing in week 18 when the Lions had nothing to play for and the Packers did everything at home against Detroit. In all of those games, Rodgers really played poorly. And I look at this season and say, okay, well, let's just say the Jets had a great regular season, and that was 12-5, and and they make the playoffs. If they lose that first playoff game and Rodgers goes 18-34 of with a touchdown and two picks, is that a successful season? I mean, this is really about getting to the playoffs and then having a shot to the playoffs because Rodgers gives you that. And I think that we'd go back to square one if that was the case and he had another poor outfit, or another poor outing rather, when it mattered most. So I'm not quite ready to to say the Jets are going to be world beaters, even though I can, I can tell, we can all tell the type of energy that Rodgers brings to the table when hard knocks, you know, kind of framed it as how he looks really, you know, re- refreshed, re-energized, I don't think it's going to be as easy as it kind of looks right now. I don't think they'll be last place in the division, but I don't think, to use a phrase that Tyler just said, they're going to go scorched earth either. Let's hear from Tony Gonzalez, who's a member of the Amazon Prime broadcast team. They did not have a broadcast this Thursday night. That Thursday night is the opener that goes to NBC. But Gonzalez will be back on our TV screens or our smart TVs or our digital screens, however it is that you watch Amazon, Coming up this Thursday, they'll have the Vikings and Eagles. And, of course, TG is one of the great Chiefs of all time, a pro football Hall of Famer, one of the great tight ends ever. And I asked him what he saw from the Chiefs and the Lions in week number one after Thursday night's shocking, in some cases, Lions victory. Here's Tony Gonzalez. Normally, I would be like, yeah, that that, that matters. That really does matter. But, you know... You're playing with a, with a group of guys that have been to the Super Bowl, veteran guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You got well, even on both sides of the ball. You got Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey on the offensive line, defensive. You got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. These guys have been there for a while, and that sets the tone emotionally. Where you know, and, and trust me, they're not throwing out what they what got them to the Super Bowl uh, last year. Nick Sirianni is still there. I don't I don't think it's going to matter too much. And Jalen Hurts. I mean, my God, the guy, the guy's obsessed with football. Uh, uh, and that's what you want out of your quarterback. I, I, I think they are on a mission this year to get back to that game and win and win the game. Uh, and, and I think offensively, defensively, I don't anticipate them missing a beat. Uh, and I think perhaps they get even better uh, because, you know, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. That's how their success is going to be determined this year. It's not going to be, let's get to the playoffs. Let's, let's win our division. It's, get to the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl. Uh, Very focused football team. They're going to be really good this year. So my mistake, I was setting up a Tony Gonzalez clip. We talked to him on my show about that the Chiefs struggling to move the football through the air without Travis Kelsey, but he was actually talking there about the Eagles as they'll take on the Vikings on Thursday Night Football next week, and he'll have that game of the Eagles losing both of their coordinators, Jonathan Gannon and then Shane Steichen as well as both those guys took head coaching jobs and whether the Eagles can survive losing both coordinators. I think they can. That's such a wildly talented Eagles team. And I know that there's a lot of people believing on the Cowboys going into the season. I'm not really one of them. 
Yes, the Cowboys are talented, but I still worry about Dak's turnovers, about Mike McCarthy's game management, about McCarthy now calling plays as well, about an organization that's always one step ahead of where it should be in terms of talking about things or expecting things led by their owner, Jerry Jones. I can never trust that the Cowboys are going to put it together in the tough situations and not get ahead of themselves. So I don't trust the Cowboys again this year. I think the Eagles win that division. I think the Eagles find themselves back in a Super Bowl. It's hard to lose the game and then come back and get back there. There's always that Super Bowl loser hangover. But I just look at the Eagles in a very wide open NFC. There's not a lot of great teams in the NFC and say, who's going to beat them? Could the Niners beat them in an NFC championship game? Yeah. But aside from that, I'm supposed to believe the Cowboys are going to go to Philadelphia and win. I don't believe that. Who else is in the NFC that you really feel, you know, top to bottom can knock off the Eagles? I I don't see the Seahawks. Who are going to be those teams in the NFC that can do that? I just don't see them aside from the Niners. And I know there's always a party crasher, but the Vikings, the Giants, the Falcons, the Saints, Commanders, Packers, Bears, these are just not great teams. And so I I just think that the Eagles have a really wide open chance to get back to a Super Bowl and try to win it a second time around. And then finally, let's hear from Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. I asked him earlier this week, all right, There's always a team that kind of pops out of nowhere that they missed the playoffs the year before, but then have a great season and and shock the world. And I said, I felt like the Steelers could be that team, but so many people feel like the Steelers could be that team that they really aren't a sleeper anymore. Here's Ian Rappaport. I think they're going to be good. Um, you know, it seems with the quarterback, you know, he's not like he's Roethlisberger in his prime, but there's been some really promising things. And, you know, this is kind of what you hope you got. I mean, he took a quarterback in the mid, middle of the first round, 20th, if I remember correctly, 16th or 20th, I can't remember. Um, and he's a good leader. He's got a lot of experience. He's really solid. You know, he's captain. This is kind of what you hope you get. They have a good defense. They're hard-nosed like always. You know, they're kind of like the Chiefs, and like you always know what you're going to get. As long as the quarterback is okay, you always know what you're going to get elsewhere. So, to me, they're another team that should be a playoff team, should be really solid, you know, could could go in, get in, and keep playing. Um, yeah, I don't know about sleeper, but I just think they'll be good. Yeah, they're really not a sleeper because everyone thinks that the Steelers should be pretty good this year. It's a really tough division. The AFC North – Bengals have Super Bowl aspirations, and I think the Bengals make the Super Bowl this year. Then you have the Baltimore Ravens, who have a brand-new offense, Todd Munkin bringing it in to really put Lamar Jackson's talents on a different level, potentially. And a Browns team that's got a lot of talent. You know, they've got a really good defensive line. They can run the football, a healthy Deshaun Watson with a full year or full offseason working with the offense and knocking the rust off of last year. They could be good. I don't know about great, but that's a really tough division. I think that's the thing standing in the Steelers' way. Can they win a really tough division, or are they a wildcard team out of the AFC North? But if Kenny Pickett takes a step forward this year, 
They've got T.J. Watt and company, Minka Fitzpatrick. Those are difference makers on defense. Combine that with Pickens at wide receiver and a good depth at wide out as well and a team that's traditionally pretty well coached. That could be a very good Steelers team. It really could. It could be a very good Steelers team. I mentioned this yesterday on my show, which is the DA show, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. here on CBS Sports Radio. These are my division winners for 2023 in the AFC out west. Who would you pick besides the Chiefs? In the AFC South, I'm not as high in the Jaguars as some people are. I could see them coming back to the pack a little bit. I mean, last year they did squeak into the playoffs. They had that great comeback victory over the Chargers. It's a lot of expectations, granted in a bad division, but I'm going to take the Jaguars and do a little bit of a, uh, I don't feel great about it, but I do think they're the most talented team in that division and learned a lot last year. The Titans could sneak in and win that division as well. In the AFC North, I like the Bengals. In the AFC East, I'm taking the Dolphins. I think the Bills are still really good. I think the Jets are good. I know that the big caveat is if, if Tua stays healthy. But the Dolphins have a good run game. They've got great wide receivers. They have a good defense. They've got a good pass rusher, and they've got a good head coach. I think the Dolphins are ready for a next step. And that, of course, means that Tua has to stay healthy, which might be a loser's bet, but I'm taking the Dolphins to win the AFC East. My wild card teams, I had a struggle here because I think the Bills are going to make it and I think the Jets are going to make the wild card as well, which left me only one slot to go. And I had to debate between the Chargers, Ravens, and Steelers. Ultimately, I went with the Ravens making the wild card as well. I've got the Bengals representing the AFC out of that conference and the Steelers being good, the Chargers being good, but not good enough in a loaded AFC. In the NFC, I like the Eagles to win the East. I like the Lions to win the North. I like the Saints to win the South out of a bad division. And I like the Niners to win the West. No big shocks there. That's what I think a lot of favorites, a lot of people think are the favorites anyway. From the South, I'm not as high in the Falcons as a lot of people are. I don't think they're going to be as good as most do. I have a real hesitation about picking Desmond Ritter to win anything of note. I know they're going to try to run the football quite a bit, but I don't see it working well enough. And so those are my division winners. The Cowboys are a wild card team. The Packers are a wild card team. And I'll take the Seahawks as a wild card team as well with the Eagles and Bengals going to the Super Bowl. That'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to EJ Stewart, executive producer, Alex Azarm on the Wheels of Steel, and Tony Pierno on your updates. I'm DA Damon Amendolara. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your day of football, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 